I want to talk to you uh, from the message uh, title, The Christian Worker. And then I want to, uh, this is part three, and I want to emphasize giving all, giving everything you got, giving everything you got. Have you ever watched the sports teams competing or individuals competing in a sport and you had a favorite when you went in, but they competed so well that you said, I don't have a favorite anymore. Uh, I, I, th- this is too good. They all ought to win. You know, uh, I, was, I was briefly, briefly, just very briefly watching um, in and out uh, last evening when two uh, university uh, ball teams were playing, North Carolina and Duke. And uh, it's hard for me to pull for Duke. I always do. I don't like their mascot because you know, I believe in casting demons out. But, but they were playing so well, I thought, I think North Carolina is going to beat them, but this is unbelievably good. And so I, I say that to say that sometimes in life, things can, can just kind of inundate us. And, but I think God looks at us and he, he looks at us and he sees our struggles and he pours blessings into us uh, in that we're all winners. It's like, you and I are not, okay, you win bigger than I've won. Or, no, we're all winners. And God looks at us and he says, all of my babies are winning. All of them, no matter what they're going through, all of my babies are winning. And I think that's how we look at, at life. Paul instructs us how to live the Christian life. And that is, uh, in the words of Dr. Benebo, uh, concerning Brother J.R. Fields, he says, Papa Fields showed us that living the Christian life is livable or the Christian life is livable. And so Paul shows us how to live a life and win with a winning attitude. I told this little, little brief little story about those two teams yesterday or last night to show you how to compete. They were so amazingly skilled and well coached and God is our coach, Jesus is our coach. And Paul tells us how to live the Christian life. I'm afraid or concerned that some of us aren't living it that way. Paul says in verse 4 of 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 4, he says, No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life. Why? That he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. So Paul is saying that all of us should live a single focused life. And I want to encourage you to do that. It's not like, well, I have all these things and I've got to make sure I'm this in, in the world and that in the world. And then, oh yeah, I want to be a good Christian too. No, I think Paul is saying that our focus should be on the Lord first and foremost and no, no, nothing else to say. He wants us to live a life that we are that is not filled with entanglements. He doesn't want us to be entangled in this or that, embroiled in this fight or that fight. And with the advent of social media, I find that Christians are often very distracted rather than using it for the the promulgation of the the gospel. So Paul talks about this and and he gives an example of a single-minded soldier. A soldier. I've been in the military. I was in the military, and uh, I, I think I told you, I gave you a quick example of it. We had graduated college. Most of us in my company had graduated college, 
And we were always asking why. The sergeant asked us to do something or say to do something. We were, why, sergeant? And, man, they were screaming at us and getting us on the right page. Your job is to obey. You know, as a soldier, your job is to obey. And they, can, they drilled that in us, and I fought against it. I mean, I wasn't a bad soldier. I just wanted them to, uh, every order to make sense to me. I wanted every order to make sense to me, and they didn't have time to tell, explain everything. So I had to obey. Now, I grew up in a home where, where nothing had to make sense. It's like Daddy said. And, but I had gotten out of that in university. And sometimes living life, we've gotten out of some things that God has given to us. And so after being in the military for a while, I just said, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sergeant. Yes, sergeant. Yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I learned to obey without question. You and I should obey God without question. When the Holy Spirit moves, we obey. You don't say, explain it to me. If you're walking through a stream of a, a river, you're crossing a river in some parts of the world and, and flesh-eating fish attack you and somebody say, run, you go, why? You don't, you don't do that. So Paul talks about being single-minded, obeying your commanding officer, obey God, obey the Holy Spirit. And that was the first example he used for us as Christians so that we will learn how to obey. Obey God first. You can find out why on the way toward your obedience. Now, in verse 5, Paul then he moves forward to another example of an athlete. And, and I, I mentioned the, uh, the two basketball teams that were playing. I would rather had Duke win and um, then we could have celebrated the coach for his lifelong achievements. It was going to be wonderful. But it wasn't there for them to win. But you could see how prepared they were. They were so prepared. Have you seen tennis players? I've seen tennis players. I had a number of years ago, uh, Lindsay Davenport and Venus Williams. I'd always been a uh, favorite Venus Williams. I always liked her even more than Serena. And uh, she was the, just the favorite, you know, for me. And, and uh, they were, she and Lindsay were playing, and it came to my wife and I were watching the tennis match. It was Wimbledon. And uh, we, were, we were, I think Marva was maybe always, always for Venus also because we were both loved Venus. And in a, in a, at a time, Lindsay played so well. I said, Marva, it doesn't matter to me who wins. I want both of them win. If we could just stop this right now and give both of them first place, that would be, I would love that. But Paul is saying, no, there's going to be a one first place. And you, you get yourself in shape. You work out. You train like you're going to be the one to receive the crown. He says that's how you live the Christian life, as a well-disciplined soldier and an athlete who gives it everything. Wow. Mm -hmm. At the end of that, that tennis match, I was applauding Lindsay as much as I applauded Venus. Because they were both, I thought they both deserved to win. So Paul is giving us an example of how to live a Christian life. Do you live the Christian life like you really want the prize? I have said to you before, and I want to say it again, that, and please don't hold this against me, but I've always wanted to be the best Christian God could have. I've wanted no one to love Jesus more than me. And I'm still that way. I don't want you to love him more than me. 
And, and so this is how Paul is saying we should live. And notice what he says. And if anyone competes in athletics, he is not crowned unless he completes, uh, competes rather, according to the rules. So Paul switched his metaphors or his examples to that of an athlete here. The thought here is similar to, to the one that he had in 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Now here he says, if anyone competes in athletics, he is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. You can't be a rule breaker and expect not to be disqualified. Some of us live a Christian life in a way that I wonder if God's going to disqualify. I've even been like that at, at times in my life. Now, now, don't be afraid to raise your hand. You know, if you say to me, you know, I've always been stellar. Oh, you're in danger right now. 1 Corinthians 9, 24 says, Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but one receives the prize? Well, he says everybody's running, but they're not running to me for second place. They're not running for third place. Well, I just want to be in here so everybody will see me. No, that's not the right attitude. I want to win. And Paul says that's how, that's how, that is the attitude of every good athlete. We, we got some guys here. Is that, is that the way, Isaac, you want to win? You don't want to go out, out there and, and, and go home with your head down. You want to win. And this is what, what Paul says. Live the Christian life that way. He said, run in such a way that you may obtain it, the prize. And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now, he says this, is that you practice temperance. You don't overeat. You don't oversleep. You don't overdo anything. You do everything in a clear and a methodical way. You always watch everything. And so he says, now they do it to obtain a perishable crown. So Paul is comparing an athlete that is striving for a perishable crown, a laurel to go around his head or her head. And he says, no, they're doing all of these things. They're tempered in all things. They, they watch how they sleep. They watch how they eat. They watch how they train. They do everything temperate. They don't overindulge. Oh, man, I'm so sorry. I know I'm training for the Olympics, but uh, that." That cake, that pie looks too good. He says, no, they're not like that. They push it away. Mm -mm. I can't do that. They're not smokers and drinkers. No, I can't do that. Now, listen, they do it for a perishable crown. Now, they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable crown. And I think in, in the text is, is the thought that if they would do such for something that's perishing, how much more should we live a temperate life, not in excess in any area, we should live a temperate life because we are striving for the imperishable, for the eternal crown. So that's how every Christian should live his or her life. And he says, therefore, I run thus, I, I run, I run in this manner, not with uncertainty. So what Paul is saying, every day you and I wake up, we should wake up with the certainty. I know why I'm here. I know why I'm, I'm putting up with the things I put up with. I know why I close my mouth when I want to open it and say something. I know why I want to win. I want to win. Why do I stay in this relationship? I want to win. And so that doesn't mean that you just stay there all mad and making everybody else unhappy. But you change. You grow. That's what he's saying for the Christian life. He says, he says, therefore I run thus. I run in this manner. Not with uncertainty. Thus I fight. 
not as one who beats the air. If you, if you were to see me when I was a little boy, I used to always do a shadow boxing. But no, no, not just as one who is just beating the air. No. Listen, but I discipline my body and I bring it into subjection. I bring my body into subjection. Your body has appetites. I will not give way to my bodily appetites. I bring it into subjection lest when I preach, when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. Well, what Paul is saying is that there is a possibility of you not going to hell but being disqualified. God just said, okay, I'm going to take them because uh, they're going to mess up here. I'm going to take them. You know, there's a possibility of that. I would that I had more time to go into all of, all of the aspects of that. But you remember the children of Israel in the wilderness? Some, uh, they, they died in the wilderness. Some of them, the pit took them, like Dathan and Abiram. The, the pit took them. Earth opened up and they went to hell right away. But there were others that died in the wilderness because of disobedience. This didn't do what God wanted them to do. So the Christian worker Paul is looking for, and I believe this is the last day's Christian worker, is one who gets the job done. One who, is, who competes according to the rules. God says, give in, give in. Wow. Look, let me continue. He says, when we talk about according to the rules, we mean lawfully. You know, uh, so the, the, the description that Paul is talking about here uh, refers to the rules of the game. Paul suggests that the issue is not whether one is qualified to compete, but among those who are competing, who will win the crown? Those who are us, who will win the crown? Every athletic event has its boundaries, he says, its rules, but all who fail to discipline themselves to observe those rules are disqualified. You know, sometimes you, they'll, they'll take a, a runner out of the race, said, no, you're disqualified. You have to compete according to the rules. Are you and I living this Christian life according to the rules? That's the question. Paul wanted Timothy, Timothy to run as to win the crown. He didn't want him to run in a, in a what we would call a lackadaisical way, like carefree and not caring, not being concerned about how you live the life. He wanted him to run. And so he kept it run as one who would win. And he, he kept speaking the word of God into him so that he would run like somebody who wins. Do you live your life every day like somebody who is trying to win something? You know, have you ever gone, uh, something has happened to you in your life and uh, maybe you, you separated yourself from that moment and you, maybe you went into your bedroom or maybe you went, in, you drove, went for a drive and you didn't go to, uh, for a drive to run away from home or to run away from the problem but to talk to yourself? If you've never talked to yourself, you've not gone far enough. Sometimes you, you, things are so difficult, you have to tell yourself, you will not react like that. I do that. Don Lavelle, you will not do that. You will not have that attitude. You will not. I had a, a, an incident that happened to me uh, somewhat recently, and um, it shook me. It was, I never, ever had anything like that to happen in all of my years, and it shook me. And I thought, and in and, and, and the moment it was going on, peace, calm, just, and I stood there, is this me? 
where did the fire go? It's still there. But these hands now couldn't use it. It was an amazing reality. That's, that's possible for every one of us. You don't have to react according to the world's standards. L let me move quickly. In 2 Timothy 4, uh, verses 7 through 8, I want to just quick, Paul, Paul tells him um, not that he wanted him to run so as not to be disqualified. So this requires uh, a Christian to have strong qualities of discipline. You have to have strong qualities of discipline, self-control, endurance, and be tough. Be tough-minded be tough but tender-hearted. Then, I, will, I won't go to the next step, but the next step is the hard-working farmer. And we'll talk about the hard-working farmer at a later date. But I want you to be like a disciplined athlete. Be a strong, disciplined athlete. I know brothers who, who were better athletes than they are Christian. As, that, as an athlete, they did everything to win. They played hard. They trained hard. But with a, as in Christianity... They are just lackadaisical. They would never, ever treat the basketball court, the football field, the tennis court, like they treat the church, like they treat the things of God. So run like you want first place. Don't shadow box. Don't just go through the motions. Do it to win. The Christian life is livable. Father, I bless you in the name of the Lord and thank you for this wonderful day, the day that you have made. In Jesus' name, amen.